Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. What is up, people? Welcome to the sixth episode of the No Bullshit Guide to Life with me, your host, Bangs in a Bun. How are you? How's your life? How's everything? How have things been going? I hope everything is good, great, and fantastic. And I just wanted to dive straight in this week, friends, to our topic. I should probably just preface this by saying, first of all, obviously, you know, the Stringer Bell warning. My dog is here. He could kick off at any time. We don't know when that's going to happen, but I just wanted to give you a warning. Also, it just started thundering and lightning outside. It's all kicking off. So there may be some noise that you hear, and it's that. I just wanted to let you know that up front. Okay, so this week's topic um, is actually a listener request. I feel quite honored that I got one of those. And my listener has requested that I talk about being an early bird and the benefits of being an early bird. If you follow me on the social media, you will be aware that I do, in fact, get up at the arse crack of dawn. I've always been that way um, since I was a child. I've woken up early and that has just carried over into adulthood. I didn't have that whole thing through the teenage years where you're just slovenly and lazy and wake up at noon. That never happened to me. I've just always been an early bird. So I now wake up sometime between the hours of 5 and 5.30 a.m., which I am aware makes me sound crazy, but I assure you I'm not. That is just my natural body clock. Wakes me up at that time. I have energy. I get up. I get on with my day. It's just the way I roll. I should also preface this by saying that I am a raging insomniac. I go through really terrible bouts of insomnia, uh, so I can't really give any sleep advice during this because I am the certified worst for that. But uh, regardless of whether I'm going through a bout of insomnia or not, I too do tend to always wake up around about that time. Whether or not you're an early bird does actually come down to the way you are wired. I'm just going to say that up front. There's a lot of evidence for that. So keep that in mind through everything that I'm saying. I'm going to delve into that a bit deeper later on. I know a lot of people who tend to work their days around exactly how much sleep they can fit in before they need to start it. So for example, if you start work at 9am and it takes you 30 minutes to get to work, I know a fair amount of people who will try and stay in bed for the longest amount of possible time before they need to get up. So they may get up at 10 past 8, have a quick shower, get dressed, do their makeup on the bus and roll into work at 8.59 on the dot. Um, but they haven't really allowed themselves any time there to have some you time, you know, to really kind of um, check in with yourself and see what's going on there. You're just, I feel, on the back foot from the get-go. As soon as you've started your day, you are just kind of rushing and you're not really allowing yourself to check in with yourself properly. And so I feel like you're starting at a loss, personally, um, I, I hate rushing. I hate rushing through my day. I especially hate rushing in the mornings. So it's not really something that I can relate to very well. I really feel that you need that time to engage your brain before you can really go about your day properly. When I think back to school, for example, those kids who 
were constantly late to school because they could just never get up on time, were never kind of the, the most engaged kids, respectfully. I don't mean they weren't intelligent. They, you know, they were, but they were never engaged. They were never really energetic. They were just constantly lethargic and, you know, just not the brightest, most switched on kids when they were at school. That, again, as I'm going to delve into later, does come down to the way that we're wired. But I think if you're working within the system that has you working between the hours of nine and five, you do have an obligation to an extent to make sure that you're the most productive you can be during those hours. So if you need a little help with that, I thought I'd delve into it this week and talk about it a bit. So, as I mentioned, I get up between 5 and 5.30 a.m. Bangs, what the hell are you doing at that time in the morning, is what people are telling me. I'm going to tell you right now. Here's what I do. So, a number of things. Firstly, exercise. Obviously, if you follow me on the social media, you'll know that I run a lot, that I teach spin. So two mornings a week, I'm teaching spin, and I might be doing that. On the other remaining mornings, I may be going for a run. I might just practice some Pilates at home. I take a moment to be active. When I wake up at five, that's my body naturally telling me to be up and awake, and I have energy at that time, so I'm going to use it. I'm going to run with that. I'm going to do what my body is telling me to do and is wired to do, so I'm going to move somehow. Um, There's entirely too much... Uh, science and information out there about the benefits of exercise. I'm not going to bore you with them here. Look them up. But especially exercising in the morning, there's a lot of evidence to back up that that is extremely beneficial to you. So I do that and I find it really just sets me up the right way uh, during the day. Second thing I do is have breakfast. Listen, these pe- I know loads of people who are like, oh, I don't eat breakfast, I'm just not hungry in the morning. That's bollocks, stop it. Um, breakfast is, I sound like my mother now, but breakfast is the most important meal of the day. You should always have it. Um, oh, sorry, that was Stringer Bell just making some noise, tripping in there. Um, you should always have breakfast. It's extremely important. Again, too much science to back this up. You've got to get on the breakfast train. And frankly, I don't want to live in a world where breakfast isn't part of it. I could have breakfast for every meal of the day. In all seriousness, I really could. I love it that much. But I make myself a proper breakfast. I have oatmeal and blueberries and a cup of tea. And I sit down and I eat it properly, mindfully, slowly. I let it enter into my body properly. I'm not like, you know, grabbing a biscuit as I'm rushing out the door. That's not the way to eat a proper breakfast and set yourself up. So eat properly in the mornings. Very important. Next thing I do is meditate. For me, running is my meditation to be honest I find I have real moments of mindfulness and and meditation during runs so it it kind of doubles up for me especially at that time in the morning there's not I live in a beautiful city in a lovely part of London Um, there's not a lot of people around it tends to be me and the street cleaners and I just have some time to be you know at peace and listen to my thoughts and quiet the thoughts I don't want and elevate the ones that I do and just get in touch with myself And if I'm not doing that when I'm running, I may just be at home and have a few quiet moments to myself. But taking a bit of time to just reflect and and meditate in the mornings is an ideal time to do it before the world really kicks in, you know, before there's a ton of traffic and your phone's going off and there's noise and other people in the house doing their thing. Take, you know, get up a little earlier, take that time for yourself, meditate and have a think. Um, The next thing I do is set my intention for the day, which I know we're getting into a zone which may possibly make some people feel uncomfortable here and maybe sounds a little bit airy-fairy, but I think there's a lot to be said for that. Setting your intention for the day. What are my goals? What do I want to achieve? You know, what is the purpose of my day? I don't want to just kind of blindly roam through it without any idea what I'm doing. I want to, you know, actively engage in in the day that I'm about to, to go through here. So... 
I'll set my intention. Well, you know, was there any behaviour yesterday that I engaged in that I don't want to engage in today? Was I angry and hurt and upset and frustrated yesterday? How am I going to avoid feeling that way today? Taking a bit of time to really reflect on that and think about that is really important, I think. And, and finally, just having a few moments of calm where you can get in tune with yourself and set yourself up properly for the day. That's what I'm doing uh, at that hour in the morning, basically, when I get up so early. For me, yeah, sure, I maybe take it to an extreme by waking up at five, but that's just my natural body clock does that. But, you know, allowing myself that time to do that is superly important to me. So that's what I'm doing. Those are the benefits for me that I find really beneficial. And this week I came across a couple of interesting articles that are kind of have somewhat opposing views and I thought I'd share what I learned from both of those with you. So the first one is um, called Why Mornings Don't Make You Moral, which was an article I found in the New Yorker. Some interesting points uh, in that one. So the first one is that studies show we become more passive as the day wears on. So this is a good argument to get important stuff done early, which is pretty much what I just mentioned that I do with my day. So I mean, that definitely is true for me. I definitely become more passive as the day wears on. I'm superly engaged and active in the mornings. I'm definitely more switched on and brighter at that time. I start to wear down a little bit around 3.30, 4 o'clock in the afternoon. By the evening, 7.30, 8 o'clock, don't even talk to me. My brain's switched off. I don't know what you're saying. Um, that's kind of the way it works for me. And, I, you know, obviously they're saying studies show that. So there's some science to back it up. Point number two which I think is really interesting and not a lot of people actually do this. It, and it's talking about basically, you know, we are wired a certain way, whether we're early birds or night owls. And how you can determine this is a very simple test. Go to bed when you feel tired and wake up without an alarm clock. Now, I know that sounds really obvious, but I know plenty of people who aren't doing that, who are really just pushing themselves to the brink. They push way past the point of being tired. They stay up way too late. They go out way too late. Um, and they're never actually really in sync with what their body is naturally telling them to do. So if you are interested in kind of listening to the natural sync of your body and what your body's really meant to be doing, then that's quite an interesting experiment that you might want to engage in. Maybe try it out for a couple of weeks. Go to bed when you feel tired. And heads up, you might feel tired at 8 o'clock. Take your ass to bed and see what happens. Wake up without an alarm clock. See what happens then. Interesting thing to try and do. Um, the next interesting point I feel that this article made was um, that sleep patterns are governed by circadian rhythms, which is the body's response to changes in light and dark. And those are different for everybody, which is why our energy ebbs and flows at different times of the day. Absolutely true. I'm a morning person because of that. My body responds to light and dark in a certain way. It has positive reactions to light and not so positive reactions to dark. So that's why I'm wired that way. That's how I'm able to go through my day that way. But I know night owls who, you know, just cannot for love nor money get up in the mornings. It's just, it, it fucks with their circadian rhythms, as it were. And, and that explains it. There's a science to it. It's not um, that they're just lazy. There is an actual science to it. Um, and it, this article also says, which I thought was really interesting, um, it's better to match people to schedules and structures based on their chronotype, which is the circadian rhythms I was just talking about, than to just force them into a schedule without knowing anything about them. So now this is, this is where we encounter, you know, a, a difficult thing. If you're freelance, you could, this is great for you. This is how I work. 
um, I can work on my own time. So I can wake up at five, I can start working at five if I want to, and I can be done by one o'clock in the afternoon if I so feel like it and use my time and my energy that way. If you're a night owl and you are having to operate within the current structure of a nine to five job, um, that's obviously going to be quite difficult for you because your natural rhythms, circadian rhythms, are not lined up to be in sync with that. So you're obviously always going to struggle. You're always going to have a fight to get up on time and be at work on time in the mornings. So depending on the job that you work in and, and how lenient your boss is, I guess, it may be worth trying to have a conversation about flexible working hours and seeing if you can work on a schedule that is more conducive with your natural body clock. I think that's an interesting argument to be made. And the final point that this particular article made is that it says, I'm going to quote it directly, it's incredibly difficult, nearly impossible to overcome your predisposition to train yourself to function better at times that don't match up with your inner clock. So in this article in The New Yorker, they're saying it can't be changed. Let me flash forward to the second article I wanted to mention to you today, which is called How I Became a Morning Person in Two Weeks. So this is clearly going against everything that that last article just said, um, because this writer, um, this article was on Distractify, this writer found that they did manage to change their habits. So this writer, she um, was a certified night owl. She would go to bed at 3 a.m. and usually wake up around noon. But she never really liked that. She always wanted to try and become a morning person, and she tried all sorts of different things um, to get her to sleep earlier and all those kind of things, and it just never really worked out. And somehow earlier this year, in January, with over the space of two weeks, she managed to become a morning person, and she's kept this habit up. So how did she do it? Let me talk you through quickly what she did. So first of all, she used her jet lag. So she had recently returned to New York after being on holiday in France. So when she was in France, due to the time difference in the jet lag, she found herself waking up at 7 a.m. and going to bed at 10. This is the natural rhythm that her body wanted to be in at that time due to the jet lag. So she just used that momentum and kept it going. So you might see this as a bit of a cheat head start, but I think that's pretty clever. That's quite a good way to use your jet lag and see how you can engage in your day differently. Um, so that's the first thing that she did. Second thing she did is she kept drinking to a minimum. Now, I don't drink alcohol, I never have, so I can't really attest to this, but I have heard um, from people who do drink that drinking excessively or even just drinking a little bit more than, you sh than the recommended daily amount um, can leave you feeling groggy in the mornings and just, you know, throw your energy levels all the way off. I am always going to advocate for a teetotal lifestyle. I would never push it upon anybody, but I I'm a living, breathing example of the fact that, you know, my energy levels are great and I live a good happy and healthy life, um, free of drugs and alcohol. And I always have been, so um, I will always kind of advocate that. So, But I think reducing the amount that you drink, especially if you're drinking um, you know, every day of the week, um, even if you're only drinking the recommended daily amount, you know, maybe try reducing it and, and you might find it easier to get up in the mornings. Something interesting to think about at least. Third thing this writer did was kept the curtains open. I think this is a little bit of a crazy idea because you're oftentimes going to be getting natural light hitting you sometimes a couple of hours before you even need to be awake. Um, but if it works for you, it works for you. I don't need to have the curtains open, but you know, if you're really determined to become a morning person, maybe give that a try. The fourth thing this writer did was get rid of blue lights. This is, so this is the most important one for me, for sure. I'm the worst for this. So the blue lights, you know, they're talking about laptop screens, phone screens. And I've seen so many articles recently about how damaging these are and how much they're fucking up our sleep patterns. And I know this definitely plays a part in my insomnia for sure. So 
this is something I really am actively trying to cut out myself. So this writer, I think it's really interesting that she said that this is really beneficial in terms of her being able to sleep earlier and all those kind of things. So what she did was she actually found some light neutralizing apps, which is the first I've heard of these, and I'm definitely going to be researching them later, um, but it basically kind of eliminates the, the blue light from your laptop screen and your phone, and she will have those on her devices a couple of hours before she goes to bed and has found that that really helps her to sleep. Personally, I am trying to cut out electronics um, before bed, and I'm reading a book, an actual paper book, not e-books, um, to help me kind of break that habit, but I'm definitely going to look into the light neutralizing apps as well. I think that might be quite interesting. The next thing this writer said she did was to not let anything get in the way of her sleep. So she said that she became a bit boring socially. I don't know if it's necessarily that you're boring, but obviously when you're anytime you're starting a new habit or ritual in your life, you're going to have to change some things. So yes, when it comes to sleeping and, and waking up hours, yes, that's going to affect your social life. So yeah, it might be that while you're trying to get used to this new schedule, sure, you might not be out every night and partying it up, but, you know, once you get used to your new schedule, you may be able to tinker with that a little bit, but it's not like you have to, you know, um, join a monastery. You're just, you know, taking a bit of time out to figure your schedule out, and there's other ways that you can be social with friends. It doesn't always have to be, you know, going out and raving it up to all hours. So, yeah, you might have to change your social habits a little bit. And the final thing this, this writer mentions that she did is go outside, which I mentioned um, earlier uh, that I do. The importance of going outside, getting fresh air, getting a little bit of exercise. For her, it was literally just a 20-minute walk in the evenings that she found really was beneficial for her and helped her feel tired and want to get to sleep. So, um, again, there's entirely too much science for that for it to not be worth looking into. So for this individual writer, she found that she was able to change her, the way, the way that she works and I guess the way that she's wired. I don't think that's necessarily the case for everybody though. Um, you know, we are wired differently. Our bodies re react to things in different ways. Um, but if you're working within a nine to five structure, you do have an obligation to an extent to be as productive and engaged as you can be during those hours. So it might be worth looking into ways in which you can you know, be more actively engaged at an earlier time in the morning. Um, my main point about being a morning person is having that time to be mindful and meditative in the mornings and set yourself up for the day properly. Allow yourself some time. Because if you think about it, it's really difficult to get it throughout the rest of the day, that time where you can just check in with yourself, see what you want out of your day, and, you know, approach your day with purpose and, and positivity. Um, if you, you know, are waiting until the very last minute to get up and then you're just rushing, rushing, rushing and on the go all day, you're, you're silencing that part of yourself that's actually really important. And if you never check in with yourself, um, it, you know, it leads to people having to take mental health days off work and, you know, it can lead to a lot of, uh, um, a lot of problems. So I think um, I'm always going to advocate the, the benefits of being an early bird and I think it's worth a try, you know. But again, if you're a night owl, it may be worth looking into career options that allow you to be that and to be the most productive you can be during the hours that your body is naturally wired to be so. So that's it. That's what I wanted to talk about. Hopefully you found that beneficial in some kind of way. Um, let me know your thoughts on it. 
As always, you can catch me online on my website, bangsinabun.com. You can find me on the social networks at bangsinabun on Twitter and Instagram. I would love, love, love it if you would subscribe to this here podcast on iTunes and rate it and maybe write a little review on iTunes as well so this can climb up the charts a bit. I would love that. That would be amazing. You can also download the ACAST app and listen on there. There's lots of cool things you can do with that app, A-C-A-S-T app so download that and have a listen as always engage with me on twitter let me know what you would like me to talk about in the next episode i do love to hear from you guys use the hashtag no bs guide to life and let me know your thoughts until next time amigos i am out of here catch you next time bye